0: hello 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 out there in legacy land welcome back again this is dorian ray with legacy 1106 and today we are going to be joined i'll introduce her in a second but her name is Puja puja Pali. i'm so sorry puja and she is the content repurposer so we will get to that but first of all look who's back
1: hey doria wasn't
0: able to join us when we last week with ebby but she's back today
2: and like Mm -hmm. i said
0: Let me introduce you to Pooja Arshanapali, the content repurposer.
2: How are you? I'm good. How are you both?
0: (laughs) We're good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, Yes.
1: So exciting. So I met you um, back at, what was that, December Venture Café? And you were hosting a workshop on ChatGPT and you got us all excited in the room (laughs) and, you know, kind of showing us how to use ChatGPT to help build our social media content. Um, And then you also recently branched out um, into your own small business, the content repurposer. So talk to us a little bit about that and and how did this become a, a, a vision and a business for you? To monetize,
2: yeah. So I originally started in social media marketing, but um, I've always wanted to work with authors because for me, I loved books, and um, I think for educational purposes, like a book is probably one of the most affordable ways that to give access to education. So mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to become a part of it. Um, when I started working with authors, I then realized that so sh- social media marketing is like one part to it. It's And there's so many other avenues that you could help them with. And I just wanted to make a bigger impact um, with that with those type of authors.
1: Okay. What type of
0: genre do you work with?
2: I usually work mostly with nonfiction authors. Okay.
0: Good. Wow. Good. How did the idea come from where you were just like, hey, I can help authors?
2: Um. <laughs> I think it's more more of like a selfish reason because I just wanted to do it. Um, but then, <laughs> you know, I, that's fine. I, that's okay. Yeah, there was clearly a need. Yeah. No. So I, but I think the service came from me just talking with a lot of authors and hearing like uh, what what they're struggling with, um, and it was very repetitive. Where they felt, especially for nonfiction authors, they use it as a PR tool or a lead gen tool. And once they make that investment of like either they make the investment if they choose to do it themselves, the time it takes to write the book and make sure it's good in order to publish, Mm -hmm. and they do all of that by themselves, or they go and hire someone to help them along, which is also a cost in money. Mm -hmm. So either option that they choose, it's a long investment and it's it's a big investment for them.
1: Right. Absolutely. Because I mean, in order to get your get everyone to read your books, they have to be able to market it. And so you are the fact that you got into this market to do that. Because you're doing a little bit of PR as well and and marketing. So I mean, how did you get into social media? How was that the your start? How did I you start?
2: Into- yeah. Um I actually started by accident. Um in sophomore year in college, I just falling into everything. I love right. it. Um, I I was a sophomore year in college and I just started an Instagram account mostly because I was bored. And I think yeah. it was at the time where Instagram was I think origi- it originated for photographers to display their work, and that was the sole purpose for it uh, when it first started on the mm-hmm. platform and so that was what I was doing I was just sharing like because I was just really inter- interested in photography at the time and I was just sharing all my like photography stuff and different pictures of the day and I was just very consistent with it but I was doing it mostly for myself and then people started seeing my content and I was like how are you seeing this content because I'm not really promoting it anywhere and that kind of just like lit up, f- like it gave me um, a start in social media cuz i was just more intrigued on how people were seeing it and then people started coming up to me and saying like oh you you tend to travel a lot or like you tend to like they they recognized me for my photos and the, i ended up branding myself without realizing i created a brand for myself
0: okay
1: <laughs> so you have a lot of accidents
2: but <laughs> <laughs> good ones
0: but good ones yeah. yeah um the the content repurposer, I love that name. What exactly is the content? Like, what do you do? You, how do you help these authors?
2: Yeah, so um, one of the things is, as I've as said before, um, it is a huge investment for an author to publish a book.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: most of the time they use it for a PR tool or um, so it's not really they're not really making the the point of making of creating a book is not for the direct book sales, it's more of like to get them into the sales funnel, and hopefully get them into the higher ticket items that they sell. But it's still a huge investment um, to do. So it's really up to them to do the ongoing marketing expenses. So what I do is I help use their books content and then repurpose it into different mediums. So for example, I've helped an author use her book, and she had a retreat that she was going to. So I helped her create teaching material, a presentation on how to do it and like an outline structure um, oh. for her retreat. So it's kind of just because it's um, the book is the lead gen tool, it can easily a lot of those ideas are going to be integrated in, in the services that they already offer. So why not just integrate it into the other services that they already are utilizing. So it feels like they're not, um, putting the book to waste. It's just in different formats.
1: That makes total sense. That so, is a whole different. Yeah. That's a total different concept mm-hmm. that I would have never put together. So, I mean, that's awesome that you were able to create that. And that's where content repurposer comes from. How did this become an aspiration? So you, I mean, you talked about, you love books. But why this path? Because you could do generally anything, right? Because, I mean, you're good at photography. You're good at social media marketing. But why was this? There, there must be, like, a stronger draw.
2: I think it was more for, like, educational purposes. Because I think, I think in general, um, the way that traditional education, I think it's very expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It's... Um, and I, I feel like there's gonna have to be a shift, um, re- regardless of whether or not um, people like it or not, um, the way that education is taught in the future is going to change. And I feel, like, I feel like that books and like being able to create like repurpose content and being a content creator is going to be like the next step for education
0: okay so more smaller scale or more like are you you talking about things like um similar shifting towards things like your udemy's your um what's the other one Uh, the other training platform yeah yeah similar to that
2: yeah I would say it's gonna be uh closer to that that's at least that's what I'm predicting I don't know but I think Mm -hmm. that that's probably where it's gonna head towards and Um, but also like, I want to be able to contribute where it's like, you want to be able to have a bigger impact. Mm -hmm. And sometimes like, I, I mean, when I went to college, like I did have a good education, but thinking back, I like I've invested my time in, in areas. I was like, man, why wasn't this taught in college? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like everybody says that, you know, when you get that degree and you're like, okay, you're left to go into the world. you are like, well, hell, why don't I know this yet? And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a valid point. You know, people are drowning in hundreds and thousands of dollars of debt to get a piece of paper and realize that there's still so much more to learn. But the fact that you found a way, an avenue to create um, you know, to help people create content and to teach and share their knowledge and, and abilities, and so that's pretty amazing. How long have you been in operation?
2: It's kind of um, I started I t- started taking it seriously during the pandemic, and so that's where I I started in social media first. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like even before that when I had a job, I was still doing like, I I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I had so many different things. I was in so many different directions, but I think (laughs) when I started taking it seriously, it was 2020 and I was working on the side while I was working my full-time job um, before I decided like I wanted to shift into social media full-time.
1: So is this your, your full-time job, your business? Yes how scary is that for you i <laughs> uh,
2: i mean it is like sometimes it feels like a lot of pressure because um because there's really like uh your income and is like tied to that business so there's right. it's it's yeah it's definitely like the mindset you have to like be um very like you have to be very um, determined, and you, you you have to like um, you have to be very like I uh, I would say like I'm sorry I'm like I'm trying to you're think fine. of it, the yeah, words, I'm over here but so I think funny. it's it's, <laughs> it's okay. It, I think it's similar to like you just have to have grit, and like even if you don't know the full path before, you still have to have like faith in what mm-hmm. you're doing.
1: Yes, please excuse my wife. She's having a coughing fit. <laughs> yes. Okay, so how, you know, going out on your own, there's a lot of fears, and I know that as entrepreneurs, imposter syndrome is a common thing that people feel. How do you battle the imposter syndrome and kind of push away the negative thoughts, The and, you know, just the, and continue to make yourself continue to have the grit and to be focused and to keep grinding, what do you do?
2: Um, I think it's pretty common to have imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. I don't think it ever ends. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) So I guess like when I started, I, I think I've had imposter syndrome, even like my first job, I had imposter syndrome. So I, I think um, when you have imposter syndrome, you just have to ask for help and just yeah. just be honest with yourself um, of like what you can and can't do and try to improve on that. Because I think when you have imposter syndrome, you feel like you're the only one who has it. But when you address it and you're like, I don't know this topic or I don't know how to do this, then it feels like for me, at least like the weight, like weights have been lifted off mm-hmm. my shoulders of like, okay, I don't know this. Now I can figure out how to like, um, move forward with this.
1: Okay. Who do you go to for help to kind of get you out of that space?
2: I would say like really close friends. And, um, I think over time I I know who to talk to. I have like for certain problems, I have specific people who would be able to help me with that. Mm -hmm. Um, just through like friends who like, who also own businesses I've like confided in them or people who are ahead of me and they have done the things that I'm currently doing.
0: That's awesome. I'm sorry, I apologize. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, I literally like drank before we started this so that that wouldn't happen. So she I drank th- water. Let's make that clear. <laughs> I guess, yes. But it's almost time, it's five o'clock somewhere soon. Um, but I do apologize. I wanna go back real quick to, you know, you're doing this full time. I, I, I always, I'm always curious because I know for us, when we decided to jump into this full, to our business full-time, it was just one of those things where we, the world we were in just started to suck the soul out of us. So that was the kick for us. So what was the kick for you to say, okay, you know what? <clears throat> I'm just going to jump. Like, was it an aha moment or were you just like, I don't want to do this anymore in, in regards to your full-time job?
2: I think I was tired of my full time job. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it wasn't like I actually had a like the job that I had, the last job I had. Uh, it was a good environment, which I think I think I realized like I I was working in tech, so I was doing front end development, and for me, like especially when you are working two different. So I was working my front end development job and then also doing social media marketing on the side part time. So I was thinking a lot like and it's very hard to do uh a job where you have to think a lot in your front end like your full-time job and then think a lot in your social media marketing job Mm -hmm. and you're just Mm -hmm. mentally drained and you can't focus so and I felt um I just didn't really like uh the corporate culture in general I didn't really I felt like I couldn't um I think it's it's kind of like a push and pull where you have to, like, sacrifice certain things. And mm-hmm. the things that I was sacrificing, I didn't feel like it, I really wanted to sacrifice those things. I wanted to be able to choose who I wanted to work with. I wanted to be able to say no to things. Um, I wanted to be able to have the freedom of, like, where my time was spent instead of having someone else define the time for me. And I think I was just over all of those things. And that's why I decided to um, move into this full time.
1: Good for you. That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. You just said, I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) With the fact that, you know, you, you understood that your time was valuable and to be able to make those, you know, those choices and understanding that you, what you wanted to sacrifice and what you didn't want to sacrifice. And so, you know, our hat goes, goes to you and kind of taking that step back and like, you know what, this isn't for me anymore and going into business. And so we want to pivot. So with Legacy 1106, we focus on people in process when we're talking about businesses. And so we talked a little bit about people and who you work with. You're you know, working with nonfiction writers. How do you find your clients?
2: I would say um, a couple of different ways. I would think the first time, the first way is through networking or finding groups Cause I feel like mine is more, a little bit more targeted. So I try to find groups of where they're at. So I go to like public speaking events, um, podcaster, like podcasting events, um, writers groups, anything where people are nonfiction authors. I try to go into those areas and spaces and talk with people. Um, I've been on LinkedIn as well. I post a lot on LinkedIn. So that has also been really helpful of like being able to interact with people that I probably wouldn't have access if I um, was going to like an in-person event.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and then also just speaking. Like I do a, I do a lot of speaking. So that has also has helped me um, get in front of people. And I think speaking helps you because now people perceive you as an expert. Mm-hmm. So it feels, it kind of feels more like an inbound approach in in a sense where it's like, people are coming to you because they're choosing to go to your events.
0: Good for you. I it like that. No. Yeah. I'm picking up all these nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, and so you talk about events and, you know, we were both at Venture Cafe that night. Uh, we just, we decided to divide and conquer. But I tell you that now ChatGPT lives in our house. I- <laughs> um, <laughs> ChatGPT is like a fifth member of this household it is hilarious. <laughs> so when you go students you and speak on things you speak on several different things mm-hmm. um how do you narrow that down to bring that back into content repurposing or or do you or do you are you just a jack you know a, a jill of all trades and you're like i can do this i can do this i can do this pick one here i am
2: yeah i i so i never when i first pitched the idea i never thought it was going to be i never thought it was going to pick up to to the extent that it did so
0: Your i just um
2: i just thought that because i was thinking like oh like chat gbt is prevalent and when i pitched it, it was a year ago so it was actually around this time is when i pitched the idea first mm-hmm. and um It it ended up being uh, it ended up having a really good result to it. So I decided, oh, might as well stick with it and continue on with it. Um, But I think for me, I think AI, even though it's uh, in the last year, it's been very rampant. I don't Mm -hmm. think that I would want to lead with AI. I usually, I think in general, um, AI has been a really good time saver. But I think anyone who uses AI, they still have to be an expert in that specific mm-hmm. field to be able to get the, produce the same, uh, produce good results Absolutely,
1: right. yeah. and be Absolutely. able to
2: have like a checker, uh, to know what is considered good versus what it's not. Um, but I think being how I decide is more of like, I have certain ex- like expertise in certain subjects, and then I use AI to help make it, produce it faster. And I could be able to teach them how to like, at least like have a starting point
0: mm-hmm, if they mm-hmm.
2: want to do that specific topic.
0: Okay. How many expertise do you have? <laughs> I'm just curious now. <laughs> oh, man.
1: You have a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll talk about the process. You know, what is your process in building your, or just operating your business as a whole?
2: Um. So I would say like, one part is just like building connections and that encompasses going to networking events, uh, communicating with people on LinkedIn. I I think for me, like that's where I I usually interact with. So it's, and then building like following up with people and then also maintaining connections with the people you already have. So that in itself is like one job that you have to like maintain the relationships that you've already like have, built with. The next is um, for myself, like treating myself as a client and being able to produce content to market myself as a whole. And then the next is like managing clients as well and being able to help them with all the things that they wanted to have Mm -hmm. for the services that I offer. What's been the hardest to keep up with? Probably my content. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's definitely a lot.
0: But I love how you put it, right? Treating yourself as a client. Mm-hmm. I don't know that many people put it that way because it's true, right? We want, we need to put our stuff, our stuff out there, because this is what our clients look for. It's how we find clients, um, and that's te- technically what, if you're in the social marketing world, right? That's what clients are going to look for. Mm-hmm. For us, clients are going to look at what we put out there to make sure we know what we're talking about. Um, and so, yeah, That's interesting. I'm having a lot of aha moments today, Pooja. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I am loving it. I, I am here for it. So you mentioned authors. What are some of your favorite, like, no, give me this. Who would be your dream author to work with? <laughs>
2: um, so I actually, I didn't know um, about this author. It was like, I think, Like probably like two years ago but uh her name is sam horn and she does books on copywriting and communication so i think it's more of like conflict averse like how to i think one of the um books that she has is talking on eggshells is one of them and it's more of like how to deal with conflict uh when people don't like don't respect your boundaries But she does it in such a, like, a quirky and, like, fun way. And there's, like, another book that she's written. It's called Pop. And that's more of, like, creating, like, catchy, like, catchphrases. And, like, uh, it's more focused on copywriting. But I just really like how she explains things. And it's not – I feel like some of the books that I read, it's very textbook. But she makes it really fun. And, like, like, the topics may not be, like – like con, like dealing with conflict is not like a interesting topic. It's not something people want. I mean, to. it
0: can be depending yeah. on yeah how you yeah. choose to deal with it.
2: Yeah, but it, I think it's just the way that she delivers the topic is like super engaging, and yeah, she, she she's definitely a, someone I would I would definitely want to work with.
0: That is cool. Okay. Well, we're gonna put that out there for you. We'll there for you. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay.
1: So since you launched the content repurposer, what has been one of your most memorable successes?
2: So I think, I think this was before, cause I just changed my name, but, um, I, I, before I moved to St. Louis, I attended one of the STL startup week events mm-hmm. and I thought it was really cool. And, Literally, the next year I became a speaker, and so that was that was crazy to even think about that. I that
1: is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How what what was the feeling that you had?
2: It felt like surreal. It was. I was like, oh, I'm I'm a like a I am now on the stage of the the event that I attended last year. <laughs> that's that's like it's only it's only one year, and I I actually did it it was it was so crazy to even think about
1: that is cool that is absolutely amazing good for you to put yourself out there so I mean you you're not shy
0: you
1: you know you're always looking for the next challenge and good for you that I mean to keep keep going keep going okay and so since being in business what has been one of the biggest lessons that you've learned
2: I think um, being able to pivot fast enough for me, it's it's I would say that business is kind of emotional. So some -hmm. of the things that some of the ideas that you have, you you like cherish it and you want it to work so bad. But sometimes it's it's time to just like let it go or evolve. And I feel like once I like there's like certain times where I was like, why did I hold on to this idea for so long? And. Because I shifted, like things happened, and I was like, "Why did I hold on to this?" It was it was like so frustrating, and hi- like now to think about it, because I could have been able to go faster if I mm-hmm. just like piz- pivoted when things weren't working out.
1: Yeah. So, how much time do you take um, to realize that you need to pivot?
2: Um, I I don't really know. I think it really depends on like what the task is but I, I think it's more of a feeling where I'm like, I know I should be doing this and I'm just not doing it because <laughs> of X, Y, and Z.
1: Okay. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Okay. All right. And so tell us a little bit about um, what community means to you and how do you create a community?
2: So I think a community is more of like people who have a common goal or interest, and they support each other on those things. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be one specific goal. They could all have different goals, but they could have like the same type of mindset that allows people to be able to uh, come together and like support each other.
1: Okay, how do you create it?
2: I think you just have to uh, ask, like ask for help. I think that's how I created a community of just being honest and feeling like okay this is i don't feel like this is out there and i want to be able to create it is is there anyone who feels like me and then just try to find those people
0: good for you i love the vulnerability you put out there mm-hmm. um, you know we, we've we talked it in the community that we're creating that seems to be a common theme right is making sure to be vulnerable and to be able to say, I need help, mm-hmm. right? I don't know everything, but we all try to do everything on our own, especially as small business owners, entrepreneurs. And so I that is, I think that's something that is a huge lesson um, that people can take. I mean, they can take a lot of things from you, but taking that piece, um, that is, in general, that's going to help people, right? <clears throat> um, and you being so open is refreshing. Mm-hmm.
1: I think mm-hmm. also it's like normalizing vulnerability. It's mm-hmm. okay to be vulnerable. And, you know, the fact that, you know, you shared that, uh, you know, asking for help is is not a bad thing because you never know what type of connection you're going to get when you do reach out to people. And so definitely, absolutely love that. Okay. So it's January. January's almost over. Did you know? Yeah. That <laughs> week. What are your big goals for this year?
2: Um, I wanna be able, I've been procrastinating, but I I wanna be able to create a YouTube channel and like start producing more content on YouTube because I've always wanted to do it, but I just never did. So (laughs) I'm gonna be, I'm going to be doing a lot more YouTube videos uh, this upcoming year.
1: All right. What kind of YouTube videos?
2: So similar to like the speech that I did on ChatGBT, I wanna do more like in in, um, directional or, uh, informative videos on certain mm-hmm. topics. I still haven't had the idea, but it's more of just more like teaching videos. Cause I feel like that's where I'm, that's what I feel like I'm good at doing is telling people how to do something.
0: Yes. You were very good mm-hmm. at it. And, and that's your space, right? Education and and yeah. letting education be available for everyone mm-hmm. without the $200,000 price tag. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and like, education like life actually, that they can use, right? Valid education because no and no disrespect to to the um institutions out there. But really there are some things that you know like Doria said earlier, there's some things that you come out there you're like, what was that? Like why did I take that class? Right. Nobody <laughs> needed underwater basket weaving. So we <laughs> For the record, we did not take that class, but it was definitely offered quite a few times. <laughs> you know? um, and so I just have to say in in the conversation that we're having everything with you is is aligned and they all kind of fall into each other is that intentional like have you been intentional about that or is just that just how things have been falling in line for you wasn't it isn't it an accident yeah
2: (laughs) i i mean i don't think it's an accident i think like some of the things for me it's like it it has been intentional because similar like with AI, it's like, I don't want to be the expert, (laughs) even though people say, like, if I speak on it, people assume that I'm an expert. It's, I think some of those things are always changing. So I don't want to be that. But I, but I do know how to teach, like, I do know certain aspects of it, um, that could be helpful for someone. And so I try to narrow down of like, what I can do and try to add, like other things to help people with.
1: Okay, that's fair. Okay. So as a business owner, what is one piece of advice that you would share with other business owners?
2: I would say from, I know someone has told me this, but um, ask for what you want. Um, I think for me, I've always been so hesitant, similar to like when you are talking with someone and you're like, for me, I was like scared to follow up with them and i'm like now i'm like why was i so scared of following up with them i thought i was like oh i'm being neat. like i'm being um annoying to them or they might be turned off by that um but now it's it's kind of like you kind of have to follow up with people in order mm-hmm. to to build a connection and then sometimes people are just busy so mm-hmm. it's not like they're tr- intentionally trying to ignore you they have other things going on so maybe following up with them wasn't a like wasn't a horrible idea maybe it was actually better that you did so okay
0: all right follow and you know we have to follow up right because how do we get clients they don't they don't always come to us right, right. you know um being in the sales side of everything for so long we had the saying um the up bus isn't gonna come you know so the what the upbus so that's what we would call clients is ups Okay. And so, the, you know, if you're sitting around waiting for the up bus, it's not going to happen. <laughs> but that's how we create our business, right? That's how we gain clients. That's how we keep the lights on and, and everything like that. And so, and, but follow-up is scary. To your point, follow-up is you, there's that vulnerability piece, right? I, will I get rejected? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, all they can do, the worst they can do is say no. They're or not interested. Yeah. Or, or not respond at all. Yeah. Yeah. Then you move on. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. All right. So Pooja, where can the people find you? How can they get in contact with you if they're interested and, uh, and what you have to offer?
2: So I um, on, I'm usually on LinkedIn the most, so they can either uh, just search my name Mm -hmm. or I on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram, I go by the content repurposer. So if they just search that, It should be, um, it should be the first one. Um,
0: And that's the period content period repurposer.
2: Correct. Okay. Okay.
0: And I have to again, apologize. I don't know what is happening with my allergies, but it is stuck in my throat today.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) I did get allergy meds. And so um, I do apologize, but Buja, this has been great. Like, you know, again, when Doria first told me about the class she took or the the workshop she took, And then to find out that you, you do so many other things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yes.
1: All right. So before we close out, who are three inspirational people that you look up to?
2: Um. So uh, his name, uh, he, so it, it is one person, but he owns an agency and, well, not an agency, I have no idea, but it, it's a company called The Future and it's it's helping uh, creative entrepreneurs like and it's it's targeted for creative businesses and helping them scale their businesses is one part of what they do. And his name is Christo. So I actually learned about him during college and it was mostly because I was doing really badly in my classes. So yeah. <laughs> I was trying to like, I was trying to find a place of like, because I took too many classes, and I didn't realize I took too many classes for that specific um, major that I was taking. And I was trying to look at like graphic design, or find, because I had a gap of knowledge, and I couldn't figure out how to get better at a faster rate. So I was just looking up tutorials, and I found the company, the future. Mm -hmm. And I just continued to like, look at their stuff. So they're really good at um, like, teaching like creative businesses on how to like run their business.
1: Okay.
2: Okay. Nice. Anyone else inspires you? I do. I just can't think of them on <laughs> my, on the top of my <laughs> head. <laughs> so. You find inspiration <laughs>
0: at different times with different people. Yep. That's okay. Yep. Absolutely. You know, that it, it can be, yeah, it can be anything. Yeah, I find inspiration sometimes just watching reels. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the people are, but I'm like, hey, yeah. we should try that. <laughs> um, And so, no, that's okay. And, you know, again, we just want to thank you so much. Like, yeah, we're, you know, everybody out there, if you need anything repurposed, content repurposed, please find Pooja, the content repurposer. And I don't know, do you also open up to other things? Other any of your other expertise?
2: Yeah, I would say like, it's not just authors. It's more of people who want to be in the educational platform. So it's not just the book. I would say like, I work mostly with authors, but I know that it's not like when it comes to education, it's not just the book. So I do help in other areas as well.
0: Well, cool. So Pooja is an educational disruptor. I love it. Yes. we're gonna hashtag that <laughs> We are gonna hashtag that. yeah, is there anything else you want the people to know?
2: Um I think just more advice is just I think again, like I I would say like ask for what you want because that for me like that's probably the biggest thing that didn't um that like stop me from moving forward. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, we appreciate you so much for joining us on our podcast. Legacy is community. We are definitely looking forward to seeing what you do in 2024, and you know, get that YouTube channel started. <laughs> yeah. Get
0: the YouTube channel. You know your dream people you want to work with. Put it on there; they can see you. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. See you. The worst I can say is no, or they don't even respond.
0: I don't know what's so. worse. But thank you again, Pooja. <laughs> you have a great day. Please stay warm because we don't know what this weather is doing. Yeah. Um, clearly rain. it's not letting me be great on the podcast. Uh Take care. Thank you again. And we will talk soon. Yes.